talent is the great uh, equalizer of all the things that people are scared of. Don't worry, America, everything will be fine. Talent still matters. You were born in the Soviet Union. I was. How much do you think that shaped who you are now? An enormous amount. I think being born in a communist country as a purebred capitalist and then having the great fortune to be able to come to America and then to be really not wealthy and not have stuff as a kid, to be emotional that my parents bought me two Star Wars figures when I was six and knowing that that was an enormous deal. Um, to know that when I wanted stuff, my mom was very quick to tell me, go buy it yourself and go earn it. Uh, it absolutely, absolutely, absolutely um, shaped me. And the other thing, you know, especially in the political climate we all live in now, I, I don't think people understand how amazing America is. It makes me enormously optimistic, very positive, and those are very important traits if you're gonna be insane and actually go after entrepreneurship. How did you do this whole thing? You built it from the ground up. I've been producing content online for 10 years, early YouTube when I started The Wine Show for my, my prior career. And about two or three years ago, I wasn't doing the wine show anymore. I was once in a blue moon putting out some content, but it was building up. I'm like, there's an opportunity for me to talk. There's new thoughts in my mind. And we started a show called The Ask Gary V Show. You ask questions, and I answer them. This is The Ask Gary V Show. And then vlogging started taking off on YouTube more and more. And so kind of the marriage of YouTube first person vlogging and reality TV became the concept behind Daily V, which we started earlier this year. And it's become a very substantial part of the brand building of myself and my agency. I think it's really smart to create a North Star and reverse engineering. Seven years ago, after making a lot of money on investments, Decided to build an agency, full service, media buying, creative, strategy, video production, all of it. Not just one like the rest of the agency world. And I was gonna build it for myself. And so I was gonna take a step back, eat crap, cause you have to have clients and that stinks. Especially when you've already made your money. How do you do that? Cause you're a very outspoken person. I do it, cause I eat crap. <laughs> cause they're the boss. My dad has a Russian saying, whoever pays for the music gets to pick it. When you were in those first years, you took advantage of YouTube very early on, as yes. you said. Was there ever a fear of, well, if I'm not creating the video content, maybe I'm focusing on the wrong thing? I've always had one substantial advantage against the market, which is, I just work 13 and 14 and 15 hours a day. If you're competing against people that are working seven and eight and really five and six when you count in lunch and a couple of YouTube videos and like, you know, a phone call or two, I was never worried about that. I always had enough time to be what I am, which is the CEO of a hundred million dollar revenue agency and, you know, especially with the infrastructure around me now because I have a five person team, which is really a modern day production company. What's been the hardest lesson for you to learn in your life? that I can't do everything. What are things you would love to be doing that you're not doing? Nothing. I'm in full control of my life. If there's something I want to do, then I can go do it. We make our beds, so I sleep in it. What do you think about all the evangelists today who talk about, you know, you need more sleep, you need to work less? All of it is very personal. I don't need society telling me how to do work-life balance. I don't need society telling me how to raise my children. 
Uh, that being said, I'm a huge advocate of sleep. I'm all in for six, seven. I mean, I always try to get six or seven hours of sleep. That's plenty. I just am more worried about what you're doing while you're awake. Right. You know, it, like and not wasting your time. Hundred percent. One of your main things. If is- you're if you're complain now, by the way, this is only if you complain. If you don't complain, you can do anything you want. This is for the people saying, "I wish I had," or "You got lucky," or "This is unfair." For those people. If you're on four softball teams and watch entire seasons of stuff on Netflix, <laughs> you, you can't complain. Do you watch Netflix? I don't. I consume the reactions of my community to my content and that's why I over-index with my community because I've allocated my leisure time or my escapism to, to provide to, and providing value. And I hope through example and content, I'm able to inspire that, but I think, I think practicality is grossly underrated, and for all my sizzle, I'm obsessed with the steak. Because in the world of advice giving, there is tons of sizzle and not a lot of steak. I don't think Does that, that by the frustrate way, by you? By the way, I don't think I'm in the advice giving business, and I understand why everybody would think that. I think I'm in the documenting what I'm up to business. A quick little walk to the garden, haven't done this yet, so I'm excited about that. Oh, D-Rock, look at that. They're, they're doing the, what is that, like? What are you pointing at? <laughs> what do you think it is then that attract people to you? I think they understand genuinely that I have no interest in getting anything out of them. The only thing I want from them is their attention. And in return, I'm willing to give them everything I've got. I think when I look at my contemporaries, AKA other people that are in the advice giving business, there's always a punchline at the end. Sign up for my course, come to my event, travel to my destination thing. I don't want anything from them. I just, uh, I just want the thing that my mom gave so much to me that I still need it, which is I want their attention. What do you think of the influencers and the desire among so many people to become influencers now? I'll separate them. What do I think about the, inf- the actual influencers? That they're the, one of the two or three best deals in advertising. What do I think of everybody's aspiration to be one? Makes a whole lot of sense. Sounds like a lot of fun to make $300,000 a year taking selfies with products on Instagram. But? But 99% of the people watching aren't talented enough to actually create an audience. What do you think? Because uh, you know everything about who you are. <laughs> what, okay. Every, by the way, everybody should try. Really? Because oh, let me yeah, to me, everybody who wants to should try. This is why. This is why I think. This is why I question your thoughts on that. Because I'm everything. Excited. Wait a minute. This is gets. This is fun. Go ahead. Everything you stand for. Yes. Authenticity and being true to what you are, who yes. you are. There are so many influencers now who, not all of them, but a lot of them, in order to make that three hundred thousand dollars a year, you have to endorse tons of products, some of which you probably don't actually stand for. Yeah, and so what will happen over time is that audience will start to walk away from that person if they're not creating enough value in return. I think it's a value exchange. Um, I also think that we're educating our clients of just because she has four million followers, if when she says buy this, if they don't believe her, mm-hmm. you're gonna waste money. And mm-hmm. I think as the majority of the market understands, that authentic execution is gonna really matter. That's what you've built your business. Yeah, listen, I have never done a sponsorship deal on my content in 10 years. And I got offered in 2006 to put bottled water on the table of water. Why didn't you do it then? Because I knew I was gonna make money in a different way and I didn't wanna lose the exchange. Once you ask for something, you've lost leverage. What was the lowest point for you so far along the way? Fourth through 12th grade. Why? 
because I wasn't built to go through that horse crap of a education machine that America is for kids that are purebred entrepreneurs. What were some of the experiences you had? Teachers telling me that I would never succeed in life while I was making $3,000 a weekend selling baseball cards and making more money than they were making. For all my bravado and ego, I got really lucky. My parents gave me the right DNA. I have a lot of humility. I didn't need to prove it to those teachers. I didn't need to razz them. I didn't need to stick it to my friends' parents who didn't want their kids hanging out with me because I'd be a bad school influence and I wasn't gonna be a winner. I grew up in an era in the 80s and 90s when education was the only way to win. Like you were gonna be successful if you went to Harvard and then won. There was no conversation around entrepreneurship. When I was a kid, entrepreneur meant you were a loser. What is the worst advice you've received along the way? Almost everything anybody's ever told me. Advice is bad unless it's contextual and you really dig deep. I give very little advice to my employees until I start to really get to know them. And so most people like to give advice without context. Best advice only comes from the people closest to you and the ones that actually have your best interest in mind, not theirs, that means almost nobody because that means everybody's on the outside and a lot of times the people on the inside, I mean mommy and daddy, are giving you advice in their best interest, not yours. So how do you differentiate? I just don't listen to anybody. Has that come back to hurt you in any way, do you think? I'm sure, but I'll take where I'm at. And I mean in life, not like in business. Like, like it's so funny how your flaws can end up becoming your strengths. My enormous need for attention has made me give so much more to my audience than I ask in return because I know that will give me more attention. My sense of self has made me obsess over how many people are gonna show up to my funeral which then makes me wanna be nice to everybody along the way because... What do you want them to say about you at your funeral? That he what was do you the want greatest human being that ever lived. The greatest human being that ever lived yeah. that didn't take my advice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna be there by the time, like at my funeral, nobody's gonna be there that ever tried to give me advice. You know, because there's only, a, there, there's nobody left. To, like, it's unbelievable how visceral I am to advice. Like, nobody even attempts it anymore. For, for people out there who are feeling stuck, they've been trying over and over again to get what they want that's not working out, what do they do? Something severe like get a divorce or stop talking to your dad or, or quit your job. I mean it, I mean it. Well, let me tell you why. Stop talking to your dad sounds like terrible advice until you start realizing the thing that I've come across over the last year or two, which is most people don't do things because they're scared to fail in front of somebody and then you start unwinding and you realize, my God, they're scared to fail in front of somebody who's within their inner circle, who they love the most, who's holding them down. Poison is bad, it's bad. When is the last time you were afraid? I'm afraid every day. What are you afraid of? The health and well-being of my family. And I mean for real. I'm actually more scared than almost anybody I know. I've never been scared in business. You're neurotic? I'm just genuinely concerned about the health and well-being of my family. (laughs) What are you afraid of? Them dying. I love them very, very much. Mm -hmm. I'm being very serious with you. Like work? Never. Usually I ask people for their best piece of advice to people, but since you're not in the advice giving (laughs) business, for people who see what you've built and they wish to emulate it in some way, what do they do? They have to punt almost everything besides their family and work 24-7, 365 hard as hell.